Welcome to Line Change, a podcast about hockey, social issues, and change makers in the game we love. I'm your host, Ian Kennedy. Welcome to Line Change. I'm your host, Ian Kennedy, and today we are talking to two incredible NCAA hockey graduates who will be moving on to the PHF. Those two will join the Boston Pride this season, and they are Alina Mueller and Sophie Shirley. First up, I'll be talking to Alina Mueller, one of the best in the world from Switzerland, a Northeastern grad. Alina is joining the Boston Pride in a historically significant signing. Here's our conversation. Well, thanks for joining me, and uh, it's exciting to talk about your signing in Boston. I think it was something that was rumored for a long time. I talked to you at the the World Championships, and you said there that you were intending to stay in North America and play professionally, and that kind of put it in everybody's minds that uh, something was about to happen. Um, Why did you choose Boston? Uh, Well, I started my... North American hockey journey in Boston um, when I committed to Northeastern, came here, didn't really know what to expect, um, but I've only heard great things about the school and about the city. Um, and yeah, it definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, I I made my friends here. I I, um, I grew an environment. I, I feel very comfortable and um, think I can uh, develop here. Um, as a human and, and, and as a hockey player. Um, so it was a pretty easy decision um, to, to stay here if I get the opportunity. And of course, I think you've seen just as much as everybody that the PHF has been making just a number of signings uh, from every major school pretty much in the NCAA. Um, some big European names like Susanna Tapani and Nurarati from Finland. Uh, it just seems like the the caliber level is going up and up. Uh, did did all of that play into your mindset? And and if not, uh, what are you thinking now about your decision? Uh, yeah, I mean it's a very exciting time as a female hockey player at the moment, um, especially overseas. Um, the game is growing. I'm a lot of great players and and. Um, good characters are trying to to help build the game. Um, trying to do what's best for for women's hockey for the future. Um, and I was very very lucky that I got a fifth year here at school, so I I had one more year to think about what I, what I want to do next. But um, it was always clear for me that it's a dream to one day play with with and against the best players in the world. Um, and yeah, Boston and, and the PHF gave me that opportunity to. To make that dream become reality um and as you said when i signed i mean i've heard rumors from other players that are that want to play in the phf but it wasn't a lot out yet and then the, the last couple couple of weeks and and at the moment um great caliber players are, are signing the phf and i'm just super excited to to play against and, and with some of the best players in the world um yeah i really i can't wait uh, to get started and be on the ice with with such great players and in Boston in particular, I think we've seen a lot of really great NCAA signings. 
yourself, uh, Sophie Shirley, Gabrielle David. It just seems like this this group. And of course, Chloe Roard, who you played with at Northeastern. Uh, what kind of discussions did you two have about this whole uh, decision to to continue being teammates, I guess? Yeah, I mean, we love playing with each other. Um, we, we have been roommates since since my freshman year here. Um, we know each other really well. We get along well. Um, I mean, she's an awesome hockey player, but I but I also love her um, off the ice. And yeah, when towards the end of this the past season, obviously we're talking like, well, what's next? Um, yeah, I think she she has a lot of um, important friends here in Boston as well, and. Um, for for her, it was pretty clear to to stay in Boston, and and then when I heard that, I mean that made my decision even easier, um, and I'm yeah super super happy that that we get to play together again. And I think obviously, you know, the long run goal here is that there's a league where Marie Philippe Poulain and and all of those women are also involved. And I think that you fit right in with that category, you know, and we can bring over some of those, the, the Finnish players and, and all those big names that are, are kind of scattered still um, together. What would that mean to you to see one league, let's say? I know that there might be two, but let's just say that in, in this dream world, everybody's in one spot. Um, what would that mean to, in your mind, to yourself, your own career and to women's hockey? Yeah, I mean, that would be the best case scenario. And of course, uh, all of us hope that that's going to um, ha- happen at some point um, sooner rather than later. I mean, I've I've played against these players at, at World Championships. Um, they're unbelievable athletes, and I, I would love to play alongside them and learn from them every day. And, and I also see at Worlds that uh, a lot of people would would watch our games. I mean, yeah, there's full house. And when USA plays um, Team Canada, um, unbelievable level of hockey. Um, and, and I'm sure we, we, we would win a lot of men hockey fans um, coming to our games, um, wanting to, to watch us play hockey because um, we are good hockey players um, and it's fun to watch. And, and then I know if we, yeah, get this sorted out two leagues one league doesn't um yeah really matter if we if we can get the best players together to to play people are gonna come watch and and, uh, that's my dream to to have full house to play in front of um a lot of people and show what we can well it's not an nhl size arena but definitely at uh, warrior in boston you're gonna have good crowds it's uh a pretty interesting building to be in. There's lots of uh, diehard Boston Pride fans. So you will get that uh, to some extent, but uh, I, I definitely get what you're saying that, you know, we want to see everybody playing and we want to see the best in one league. And and that's why I think your signing was so important because you are, you know, compliment to you. You are one of the best in the world and uh, um, you don't have to respond to that. I'm just going to put it out there and we'll leave it there. But uh uh, you know, so that it's a big thing for the league to see people like yourself and, and Nurati and people like that coming over and, and choosing this league. And uh, I just leaked out uh, another uh, signing that is pretty significant in terms of that uh, today. So you'll have to check that out at some point. But uh, the uh, 
Switzerland. I want to talk to you a little bit about that as well. Obviously, you know, the development there is coming. Um, and we saw that uh, Laura Stalder has decided to go back to Switzerland this year and uh, work on that development at a grassroots level. Um, but the PHF is a league as well that is seeing a lot of international players coming over, whether it's yourself uh, or, or Chloe, you know, being a Team France member, uh, Teresa Schafzel, who's uh, from Team Austria that signed in Montreal. So, and of course, there's now six, uh, as of today, members of uh, Czechia that are in the league as well, Czechia's national team. So it really is growing that way. Uh, what do you see for Switzerland in the future? Do you think that you'll see more players coming to North America? Do you think that the the work will be done there for a domestic league in Switzerland? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a pretty hard question. Um, I mean, yeah, it, we're making big steps um, in Switzerland with the women's league. Um, now getting support from, from the men's, men's leagues. Um, I mean, it already helps if, yeah, if the name of, of a team is the same as the men's team, like, yeah, Esteban or uh, Ivatsuk, Amber Lara is, is helping to, to grow. Um, I mean, that already helps immensely for marketing purposes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think still a, a lot of young players um, want to play college hockey for sure. At that age, it's still it's still the best opportunity for us. Um yeah, to play college and NCAA level. Then afterwards, as like a pro, I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't know really how many would want to leave Switzerland to, to, to play pro over here without um, playing at, in college. Um, and if the, yeah, if the league in Switzerland grows, um, I can imagine that, yeah, that our, um, players want to stay there and, and help grow the game um, at home. I think it's great that a lot of European players are, are coming here and play here. Um, but obviously, I also um, want, want the leagues in Europe to grow. Um, mm. So eventually, um, the best players have to go back and, and, and play play in, in their home country like, like Laura is doing. Uh, yeah, it's a hard question. Uh, we will see in a, in a couple of years, uh, but definitely college um, hockey is uh, number one address if you're a younger player. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, the SDHL has made a lot of moves as well in Sweden. Um, it seems to be the, the top league in Europe where people are, are kind of filtering into. We heard that uh, there's going to be potentially a European club championship coming up, uh, much like the Champions Hockey League on the men's side. Mm -hmm. And Sweden does the same thing. You know, what you're talking about with Switzerland, they've, uh, Frölunda and Modo are, are all teams that have the, uh, you know, the men's and the women's are one club um, and they kind of share some of those resources and training facilities and supports and things like that. So it definitely is a model that works. For yourself, obviously this is a new experience. It's a brand new adventure. Um, you know, you're going to be playing in a new league, new competitors, uh, a lot of faces that you've probably have never faced before as well. Uh, what are your goals going into year one in the PHF? I mean, if, as a team, I know they have been doing great the, the past years, um, already. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to, we want to win, um, 
what, what we can win definitely championship uh, um and, and otherwise i think i mean professionally playing professionally can um allow you to to make a big step forward just um individually you can work um on skills like any time you you can take care of your body have enough sleep optimal recovery um i know i have still have a lot in me i know i can still get a lot better um i just yeah want to appreciate and, and use the time i have not, not to do any work or or study studying and um yeah become the the best best version i can be as an athlete and and yeah as a person um basically just um allowing or learning the transition to to pro hockey uh, my entire life i've i've been grinding um either school or, or work um besides trying to be a professional athlete um and now i can um yeah actually be one it, it's unreal i yeah i can't even believe it and, and everybody had helped me get there um i want to give back with with my best uh, best hockey uh, i can show on the ice well, you're probably terrifying a lot of uh, defenders when you're saying that you've still got a lot that you can get better at. And uh, that uh, that doesn't uh, probably make a lot of people feel good, but uh, your teammates will be happy about that. Uh, and, you know, I think that it probably will be a lot of what you're saying. It, it matches in some ways right now the PHF uh, to NCAA hockey where most of the games are on the weekend, but now you've got all that extra time. I know that they're working hard to increase these salaries so that we can see those weekday games that teams can expand farther away. So all those things are happening as that salary cap goes up. And, and that's, uh, of course, big for the game as well. Um, so it is super exciting to, uh, to be there. Now, you mentioned no more studying. Um, and I read, I think it was in a Swiss new, newspaper, actually, uh, a list of the things that you, you know, your degrees. Um, and that's one thing that I, I think is really awesome about women's hockey is that you're not just getting people that are elite athletes. We're getting some very intelligent, um, articulate people in the game that, that can, you know, connect with on a variety of levels with people in their communities. They can make an impact off the ice as well. Uh, tell us about, your education what what did you study what degrees did you get to, um i think people are always interested in those items uh yeah of course um i did uh my undergrad in uh, behavioral neuroscience so i yeah the, the undergrad program um in neuroscience is is on a pretty basic level because yeah the the brain the nervous system is, is super complex so you have to start basically with all the the, the scientific um uh, like classes um yeah on the whole spectrum like physics chemistry um bio uh organic chemistry um yeah and then towards like my my last year my fourth year um here i was more towards neuroscience only like learning all I don't know, brain anatomy and, and um, a lot of pathology um, work. So if something is, is damaged, like how is it, it affecting your body? Um, and then I got the chance to do another year. Um, and I started a one year master's in my fifth year in rehabilitation sciences. 
um, and yeah, towards the direction of neuroscience. So, so right now I'm in like a neuroscience PT class where you yeah learn all all every single structures uh, structure of the brain and and the nervous system. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty hard um, degree, uh, super um, multifactorial. You can can go into every direction from from there um uh, I, I love it i'm super passionate about it um, i'll definitely come back to it um when yeah when i when i have enough from from hockey um but yeah right now i'm 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 super happy that i can fulfill my my dream to just play hockey and obviously i made a lot of connections um and he, in here in boston um yeah, medicine field is is super um, developed, and, and there's a lot of opportunity to to make um, yeah to get internships or, or work at the place. And I think I'll end up somewhere um, like in a sports performance or rehab setting, um, working with athletes. Um, that would be yeah my my ideal world. So you're. Uh... You know, when someone has a concussion on your team or a headache, you're going to be the first person they go to. You're pretty much a, a player staff member already. And uh, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll have Dr. Haley Wickenheiser and, and Dr. Lena Mueller at some point on the the on the case of keeping athletes healthier across the board. That would be a, a pretty cool connection. But that's uh, it's amazing. For the time being, though, just be a professional hockey player, okay? Keep us entertained for for a while longer and hopefully the, the big bucks uh, follow you there and we can uh, watch you play for a lot longer and that can be your uh you know maybe you can work within the league as well on uh, some of those rehabilitation things and all of the good stuff that comes with that because we don't want to lose you yet okay so stay around for a while but uh on the ice i want to ask you one last question i know that uh, you're probably one of the better known players in the league that's coming in I would assume that most people have seen you play at some point whether or not it's uh, you know with Northeastern or with Switzerland at one of these world championship tournaments uh, the Olympic Games whatever it might have been but uh, I have been asking every single newcomer to the league the same question and that's uh, uh, if your fans the new Boston Pride fans PHF fans haven't seen you play what kind of player are you uh, what can they expect when you step on the ice I know you're humble, okay? You just called neuroscience a basic course at the start. You just said you've got a lot to get better at. Um, so humble is part of your description. But now's your time to tell people about who you are on the ice. Um, well, I can tell them that I, that they will always see um, 100% effort from me. Um, I... Every decision I make on the ice is, is for the team, try the team to help win. Um, yeah, now just I'll, I'll work hard and battle. Every shift I'm out there. Um, and I think I'm, I'm more more known for, for my passing play. Um, I I take pride in, in the in the D zone. I'm getting helping the forwards um, go to the next zone and create offensively with my D zone work first and trying to give the puck to the player that is in the best position. Oh, that's great. I know that uh, whether it's in the games or I, I can't imagine, I think that people will be showing up to watch the, the Boston Pride practice because you've got so much skill in that dressing room already that uh, it will be really fun. I mean, it, 
Northeastern was a good team, very good team. But just looking at some of the names that are coming in there, I think that it's going to be, and some of the names that haven't been announced yet that are going to be Boston Pride members are, uh, it'll it'll be a pretty impressive group to watch. And I, I think you'll, uh, I I don't know, I hope, uh, I saw a goaltender was announced, uh, Katie Burt's going back there. So that's good. At least we now know that you're not just going to have to score 15 goals a game and uh, um somebody's there to stop the puck now too. So that's a good addition. So, uh, but thank you so much for, uh, for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited to see you on the ice with the, uh, the Boston pride this season. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for having me. And, and again, thanks for what you do for women's hockey. And we need, we need the attention to grow and we need uh, people like you that want to write about us. Next up, it's Sophie Shirley. Shirley played for the Wisconsin Badgers winning a national championship and has been a member of Canada's development team in recent seasons as a prospect for their senior national team. Here's my conversation with Sophie. Thanks for joining me. And uh, obviously it's exciting news that you have signed uh, with the Boston Pride, uh, a great group of NCAA players coming in there. Uh, Lena Mueller, Gabriel David, uh, yourself, uh, you know, Zoe Boyd on the blue line, uh, Chloe Roard. It just seems like the, the list continues to to climb along with the people that we know are coming back. Uh, it It's definitely going to be one of the, the tougher rosters to play against in the league. And uh, I'm wondering from your standpoint, uh, what, what made your decision here? Because obviously you probably had a couple of different options, but uh, you ended up choosing the Boston Pride and the PHF. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was yeah, your thought process? Yeah, for sure. Um, great question. I think, you know, I started off kind of just talking with, with Paul, the head coach, and I think I had a really good conversation with him, um, you know, just a little bit more about the organization and how, um, you know, the league went and everything like that. And that really kind of, um, you know, kind of caught my eye just with the, um, you know, the regular season play and the standard practices, kind of how it was like in college and stuff like that. So, um, I think that immediately was something that I knew that I wanted to to do in order to, for me to develop and kind of, um, you know, improve my game. I knew I wanted to be practicing on a more regular regular level. And then also with, like you said, all the amazing players that are there now, I think that was another huge thing for me, um, you know, in order to develop my side of the game. Now, obviously, you're coming from a program that was stacked with incredibly skilled players. Uh, I can imagine your your practices there had a pretty high tempo as well. And and I can't imagine Boston to be any different with the lineup that's there. Um, so it, it, talking to a lot of NCAA players, obviously, this kind of fits that model, right? You play on the weekends for the most part. You train and you practice and you rest and recoup in the week. And and then you go right back at it. And we know that the league's going to develop to a point soon where weekday games will come in once that salary cap raises uh, uh, continue to happen. But it is great. And uh, I've heard great things about uh, Paul Morrow and his uh, recruiting there. But uh, coming from Wisconsin, uh, you won a national championship this year. What was that, uh, that yeah, like that for you? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, obviously, I've, well, I've won two times before as well, too. But um you know, like I said, having this being my graduating year, my final year there, I think this one was, you know, especially special to be able to, um, you know, kind of leave the program on a high note and, um, you know, head into my professional career um, with that on my back. But obviously such a such an amazing thing to kind of go through. And, um, you know, you have your highs and your lows within the season. And I think our team kind of 
was able to rally around each other and really, um, you know, get together and, 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 and have a couple of really, really big wins um, near the end of the, in the end of the season there. So, um, yeah, obviously a really, really cool experience and, and was happy to come out on top. And I've seen the, uh, you know, the posts from your school about where, where people are going after school and what they're doing and their plans. And it seems like there's, uh, I mean, the graduating class is pretty impressive. Of course, there's uh, some really spectacular young players still in the program as well. Um, Wisconsin's always a powerhouse, so uh, no concerns there. But uh, speaking with your other graduating class, you know, what was the... So far, you're the, the one and only that's gone in this direction, at least publicly. We don't know who else might sign at some point. But uh, what was that, you know, did you discuss with your, your friends, your, your, your teammates about what they might be doing? And, and how did that kind of factor yeah, into your I decision? Think, you know, we definitely, obviously, being around those girls and having them, um, you know, as really, really close friends for five years, I definitely think that's something that you talk about and something that comes up in conversation. But um, you know, obviously it's different for everyone. Everyone wants, um, you know, different things and have, uh, you know, certain things that are more important than other things. And, um, you know, whether it's going overseas and deciding to go on the PDUB or the PHF, I think we all kind of, um, we support each other's decisions on whatever that may be. And, um, you know, I knew every single one of those girls kind of had my back, um, you know, when I was kind of, um, deciding that I wanted to come play for Boston. So, um, yeah, no, uh, no concerns on, on anything like that, but I think just everyone was super genuinely really happy for me, which is great. And, um, you know, I know whatever, whatever they choose to do, I'll be happy for them as well. That is, a, I think a really interesting part of women's hockey right now is because of course there are those choices, uh, whether it's the PWHPA or the PHF or going to Europe to maybe play in the SDHL in Sweden or something like that, um, or going on to those careers because you're all highly educated individuals that, uh, you know, have so much else going on for you other than the, you know, the national hockey league where you might not finish high school. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's totally different here. So, um, but the, the good thing that I've always found with women, women's hockey is that despite some of the perceived division, everybody really does support each other and really wants the same thing, which is a wonderful yeah. portion of it. Um, now for you yourself, um, Team Canada, yeah, still on the radar? Sure. 100%, I would say, yes. It's, uh, you know, I, th I think that's uh, seeing other people that have come through that collegiate series in the summer that have been at some of the selection camps, uh, whether it's Lexi Agia or uh, Gabrielle David, uh, people like that that have kind of come over as well with you. Um, I think there's going to be more competition in the PHF for those spots this year. Uh, obviously, Lauren Gables uh, with you in Boston as well, someone that's played on that national team. Uh, what would that mean to you to, to get that, to crack that, uh, and to actually be the the first PHF member to make a Team yeah, Canada I roster? Yeah, I obviously that's the goal. It's been the goal for me for, um, for quite some time, kind of working my way up through U18s and development and and kind of now moving into that national team program, I think um, it's been a dream of mine and I'm sure many of those other girls, you know, for as long as we can remember. And I think, um, you know, for me, I'm going to continue to try and strive for that goal, um, that, that top level play and everything like that. So I think, um, you know, this is just kind of another step along the way that I'm taking in order to, to develop my game, like I said before, and to hopefully, um, you know, eventually maybe make, make a, make a team and some, something like that. So, um, 
yeah, I'm excited and, and we'll see how it goes. Well, I definitely followed every game of the world championships this year. Um, Team Canada is obviously incredible. You know, you can't really fault them for for much. It's a, always a coin toss whether or not it's them or or the USA. And this year, Czechia was there right at that. Uh, Sweden took Canada to overtime. You know, the, the gap is closing, and that's really incredible to see. And I think leagues like the PHF, where we're getting so many of these uh, international players, uh, like Alina Mueller, who's going to be your teammate now, um, that's that's big. It's important to the game. Um, but five years ago, you know, when you came into the NCAA, uh, you probably didn't foresee yourself being a professional hockey player. No, Am I safe to say that? On that? For sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. took your, your degree. Um, in another life, uh, what would you have done? What was your degree in? Uh, Tell us a little yeah, bit about that so side of you. I, my degree is in health promotions and health equity. Um, but for as long as I've remembered that I've always wanted to be a coach or done something in coaching. Um, so hopefully I'm planning on obviously doing my professional uh, career in, in Boston and then maybe helping out with some coaching around the community. Um, that's something that I, I've always kind of wanted to get into, whether it's player development, um, you know, helping out with uh, power skating or skills coach or something like that is something that um, that I'm super into and I've always, always really dreamt of doing. So, um, you know, I love hockey. I love the game and I want to stay around it as much as I can. So I think, um, you know, after everything is said and done, that's definitely something that I want to get into. Well, I, I've said this to all the players. I don't, I ask them all to describe themselves as a player. I'm going to, to give people a little bit of a hint with you, um, that, uh, you know, and you can, you don't have to be brag about yourself or boast. You can be humble in this regard, but uh, one of your best attributes on the ice, of course, is your skating. So when you said you talked about that power skating portion, you know, I think that people that watch you play are going to immediately recognize that you are a very skilled skater. Um, you know, your, your edge work and, and the, the, just your changes of direction and the, and the way that you play the game. Um, that's going to be a, a feature that I think a lot of defenders are going to have trouble with, but uh um, if you were describing yourself to PHF fans that don't know you, um, what else would you tell them about the player that uh, Sophie yeah, Shirley is? Yeah, great question. I think you kind of hit it on the head with um, with using my, my skating and my speed and my advantage. I think that's something that has always been a huge part of my game. And, um, you know, with whether that's beating defenders or out of the corner on one-on-ones, it's something that I like to, uh, to really hone in on. And, uh, so definitely that, that part of my game is huge, but also, um, you know, contributing offensively has also been a huge thing um, you know, that I focused on, um, you know, whether that's scoring or making plays. Um, that's something that I'd like to kind of contribute, I think, um, towards within our team. And then, you know, obviously my defensive game too. I think um, that's something that I've really worked on and, and focused on in the past um, five years with Wisconsin. So I'm kind of ready to, um, you know, showcase that a little bit more too. And, and kind of show that I can do that um, that well-rounded, full, um, full ice type of player. So um, I think that's what you're going to get. And then I also love, um, we did a lot of community stuff and fan-based stuff um, back in Wisconsin. So I love, um, you know, communicating and interacting with fans and, um, you know, kind of getting around out in the, in the Boston hockey community will be huge for me too. That's something that I've, um, obviously, you know, I've, 
I've basically flipped my entire script of hockey writing here, and I'm now 100% uh, focusing on uh, on women's hockey. Of course, I still talk about equity and diversity and, and some yeah. of the issues in the game, but uh, when I'm writing about hockey now, it's women's hockey. And uh, one of the portions that I've really enjoyed is the not just the accessibility, but the the giving back portion that, that you see women in the game are still really uh, excited to be part of the community and to participate and interact with fans where uh, on the men's side, sometimes it, it almost looks like it's a chore for them or it's an annoyance. And, and that's still really exciting being at this kind of ground floor of, of the women's professional game where where fans that are into it can get that interaction. So that that is great. To, but to, don't you know, stay with playing for a while. I said the same thing to Alina Mueller when we talked about her uh, incredible neurosurgery or neuroscience uh, degrees and things like that, that, uh, you know, don't leave hockey too soon. Don't go into coaching until uh, we get to watch you play for quite some sure. some time. So, uh, but I, I, I'm wishing you all the best. Uh, I'm so grateful that you uh, were able to come on and chat about your career here and uh, introduce yourself to fans. And I'm really excited to see the the talented roster in Boston. Thank you so much, Ian. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Ian Kennedy, and that was a conversation with the PHF's Alina Mueller and Sophie Shirley. I hope you'll join us again, and that was a line change.